What's up, everybody? I'm Kyle Carlson, and this is the Rollback BMX Podcast, the number one BMX podcast in the universe, according to me. Today's guest is Clint Miller. Clint is an Australian BMX legend and the owner and boss man at Colony. We discuss all things Colony, how it started, where it's heading, Clint's love for Volkswagens and for front brakes, the time he accidentally banned himself from the United States for five years, and a whole lot more. So sit back, listen up, enjoy yourself. This is the Rollback BMX Podcast with Clint Miller. So we are here in beautiful outskirts of Stuttgart, Germany, and I am joined with Mr. Clint Miller. Clint, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, thank you. I was telling you yesterday that when I was a child and I saw photos of you in magazines, for the longest time I thought you were German. <laughs> yeah, a few people did. Like, uh, <laughs> Yeah, a, a, a few people have. Losey back in the day, he thought I was full German, which I don't know how, but uh, I guess in uh, I did spend a bit of time here in 2001. I actually did live in Cologne for like a year, so... Were you writing for We The People back then? Is yeah. That, is that, is that kind of how you ended up Yeah, here? so that's, I came out, I think it was the 2000 Worlds. Um, we The People had just sort of started coming out a bit there, had Josh Hino on the team. Okay. And um, yeah, I came out here, rode the comp, did all right. I think I got fifth in mini ramp or whatnot. And um, Stefan Prantl asked me, hey, uh, would you like to ride for We The People? And I'm like, oh yeah, that'd be cool. Did you ride for anybody at the time? Uh, no, no, I was writing a uh, Jason N's uh, volume destroyer. Oh, no shit. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, then his next question was, was, Hey, do you want to, uh, distribute with the people in Australia for us? And I was like, Oh, uh, probably not that, that I can't, I don't know how to do that. Or you whatever. were just kind of a random kid. Yeah. I was just random a, kid yeah. riding bikes. Well, not, not so much. I think I was 24 at the time okay. or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, whatever I was, I don't know, but 26 even, um, but yeah, rode for We The People from, from that day onwards. So and did then, you end up doing the distro with them in Australia at no, all? No, I didn't. Okay. no, okay. no. I didn't. No, okay. I, I uh, was then, I, I knew another company and I put them in touch with that one and um, yeah, that they did it. So So yeah. what what year did you actually start Colony? I uh, started Colony in 2005. Okay. Um, basically, I was traveling the world, riding for We The People. Yep. Um, going around to all the comps, just living the dream basically. Um, and, you know, noticing that, that, you know, America had its own brands, the UK had its own brands, Spain, uh, Canada, any, anywhere you could think of, they had their own BMX brands, but Australia at the time had a lot of the best riders at the time, you know, yeah. like Gutler and, and so forth, Corey Bowen, Dilly yep. Ward, uh, Colin McKay, all those guys. And I was like, well, you know what, we need to have our own brand. And I started Colony at the time. It was just meant to be a little parts brand. I was still writing for We The People at the time. Just going to have some bar ends, some pegs, and whatnot. Um, launched it, and it blew up, and yeah, things things escalated quite quickly. So, so did you have any like background in making parts or anything? I mean, was this were you just learning as you were doing it? Or I how? mean, I, I guess from you know at the time, what it would have been 20, 15, 20 years of, of riding BMX. Yeah, I think that's enough of yeah. a uh, you know we, qualifications we, to do that sort of stuff. But yeah, I mean, my first. Yeah, it definitely was a learning curve. But um, were, were you having things made in Asia? Yeah, it's all been made in Because that's got to be, I would assume that's difficult, having never done that. That would have to be a weird step if you've never done that before. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, took a took a plane ride, went to the Taipei show, and uh, uh, met up with an, a then agent, and um, started from there, and just went went from there. Did little mud, mud map drawings of the parts that we wanted or whatnot, and, and got it made. And yeah, it was definitely a steep learning curve, but... Um, yeah, very uh, fun one. No, no. Correct me if I'm wrong. When you first started Colony, was Ryan Gutler a part owner? No. Um, so started Colony, and we're like, 
I wanted Gutler as the first team rider yep. and whatnot. Yep. And um, he was like, oh, well, I'd like to be a partner in it or something. And I'm like, okay, well, um, that that's cool, but what can you offer? And he's like, oh, I don't know. And I was like, yeah, look, I think it's best if, if you're the first team rider. Um, it'll be my brand and um, we'll go forward from there. But use your input into whatever parts. And that's where, you know, his official stem and official forks and unlucky 13 handlebar came about. And... Um, yeah, that's how it sort of grew from there. So, And then he was with Colony. Did he go back on Colony after Mirko? Yeah, so I think he was on, I mean, I don't know exact timeline to you. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, just, there, I'm thinking out loud. It, 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 it was kind of a, a strange thing because I think, yeah, he was on Colony. And then I think then the Mirko thing happened, I think. Okay. So, and then it was like, that happened and he said, oh, well, how do we do this? And I was like, well, we'll just turn Colony to your part sponsor and Mirico can be your- And you go make your hundred grand. Frames, exactly, exactly. Because <laughs> y'all wasn't going to hold anyone back of that sort of stuff. Of course so, not. Um, yeah, that, that's how that happened. So then I think the first Mirico bikes, some of the Black Pearls of Ryan's bikes were heavily specced with, with Colony high-end parts. Which so, is awesome. Well, well, for us, for me as a brand, I launched it, bang, and- Mirico launched soon afterwards. And with that, yeah, with was, that track, was, track backing. was and, touted to be yep. the biggest thing in, yep. in BMX. And then all of a sudden, Mirico bikes have got Colony stuff on. Then I was like, wow, we, you know, we've made this. Kind we're, of a... We've made it before we've even done anything yet. Big so, step forward. Yeah, it definitely was. It, it, it boosted the brand into the, into the, you know, people knew about it and, and so forth. So, yeah, that was, it was good. So, are you the sole owner? Yes. That's good. I did start it with a, with a partner. Um that that didn't turn out that well. Okay. Um, bought bought him out, and um, yeah, I've been doing it solo since two thousand and nine. So, um, I guess we first launched late two thousand six, early two thousand seven. Uh, so yeah, for the most part though, I've been doing it by myself. Does yeah. that seem to be a good way to do? Oh, this? definitely. I mean, I, yeah. I would never have a business partner ever again. It just it just doesn't work out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it would be hard too when it's something you're so passionate about. Well, that's it. You know, it's uh, it's definitely my uh, my everything, and um, yeah, I like to give it all, and that's it. Yeah, that that's kind of leads to success. I think. I think that bleeds through, and I know. think so. Yeah. I mean, if there's any, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not doing it just for you know monetary. Uh, stuff it, it, it's it's you it's could my probably life. find a better business with bigger margins of, oh, of course you could of course you could <laughs> but i mean at the same time you know i'm doing what i love and, and helping yep. out multiple riders at the same time and get to travel the world with those guys send them around doing let them live their dreams as well too which what it is for how, me about. how many employees do you have uh there's myself there's glenn mclaughlin who i've uh known since who probably 90 uh six-ish i think or even earlier maybe i can't remember wow known glenn for a long time okay. glenn's, glenn's awesome he's bmx, he's, BMX lifer oh definitely he's cool. the one that i'll leave pretty much the keys to the business with and whenever i go away overseas or anywhere i, I trust glenn a million percent um then we've got cooper brownlee of course who um, runs focal point he's my uh he's my everything he does like artwork direction uh, social media uh videography photography uh you name it, he does it. Team team managerial I, skills. I don't know Cooper well, and I couldn't possibly think more highly of him. Well, right now, I said, hey, Cooper, we're going to come to this room and do this thing. Do you, do you want to come and hang out? And the other guy's, oh, yeah, well, maybe we'll come. And Cooper's like, oh, I'm going to go home. i got I got hours of uh, footage to clock. So C- Cooper, uh, I mean, he had some handlebars out with Colony not, you know, a few years back called the 24-7s. Okay. Because he lives BMX 24-7, <laughs> and Cooper really does. Um and then, uh, yeah, just recently, just got another guy called Steve, 
Um, and uh, yeah, Steve's going to sort of head up our internal phone sales because that's nice. just something yeah. that I, I struggle with in terms of time to dedicate towards that with everything else I've got going on. Especially so. the other shit's fun and exciting. Well, Designing yeah, new parts. Yeah. And- I mean, it's all that, but I mean, I, I love getting on the phone and talking to true, people true. too. So yeah, um, yeah it's uh, so at the moment, what's that? That's three, myself. Um, and then, uh, my wife, Nikki, she also helps out a, a, a bit as well too. So, um, yeah. So small crew, very small crew. Yeah. Which, we're, I mean, some people think we're some huge, big brand. I love that. Yeah. You know, with multiple <laughs> whatevers, but you know, I get emails from kids sometimes saying, Hey, this, that, you know, you're a big corporate, whatever. And I was like, uh, we're far from that, but yeah, yeah. you know, we're, we're here, we're riders and that's what we do. So I can't yeah. remember who it was. It might, it was like somebody in the, like a, a rider, like an up and coming pro rider or something. Recently, I had to explain to them that Mongoose was bigger than Total. Oh, really? And I was like, I, I guess it's just kids are blinded by wow, it. I think Colonies, you know what I mean? Oh, like, they, yeah. The, I co- mean, the coverage, the riders, they ha- the, there's all this out there that makes it seem so big. And it's it, like, nah, man, this is, this is it's, mom and it's pop. <laughs> very, yeah, any rider-owned brand is, is very, you know, grassroots, I'll, I'll tell you that. So, yeah. Um, and we're definitely one of those, so... Um, so you yeah. have a couple brands, correct? You have uh, Academy and Division. Yeah. So when I launched Colony, worked very hard to have it as its own high-end brand, which it is. Yep. Um, and then the market, especially in Australia, sort of inverted uh, around about 2012, I believe it was, where everyone was asking for cheaper complete bikes. And I kept resisting that because I didn't want to d- dilute the hard work I've done with uh, with Colony. Of course. And that's when I started. You can't ca- make that $14,000 Mercedes-Benz, you know. Well, it's a, that, that's a, a $50,000 car on the low end. Th- like. That's right. So then that's when I launched Academy. Yeah. Um, and so it's kind of like you look at it as, as Academy is perhaps the Volkswagen and Colony's like the Audi. Yep. You know, it comes yep. out of the same same people, whatnot, but it's just built to a different uh Different it's for, it's for a different and, consumer. And a different market, different consumer, yep. that's correct. And then at that, that same time, we launched Division, yep. um, which we've had Cooper being the sort of the face of that, being that's more of a, a street-orientated brand and so forth. So, yeah, three different brands. Um, and then just uh, as of, uh, uh, say, August last year, um, launched my own distribution company called Family Distribution. Which is distro in, Col- in uh, Australia. That's correct. It's fam- in Australia, so we currently handle Colony, Division, and also cult in Australia. Oh well, so, right on. Um, yeah, and that that's going really well. So, so you got um, Jason Watts on deck, kind of. Yeah, yeah, very much. That's Jason, awesome. Just before this whole trip, Jason was at the warehouse the other day putting a new bot, new frame together and whatnot. So, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 good. It's good. Um, yeah, that things are going well. Yeah, are you uh, still digging it? Still having fun? Definitely, definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. No, how, how do you find the balance to uh, still get on your bike and ride? Because I know from even what I do um, working in the BMX world, there's times I'm burned out. Like after I've worked all day, the last thing I want to do is go touch a BMX bike. I want to go drink a beer and watch oh. fighting on TV. You know, I just want nothing to do with BMX. Like when I see you, I know you're putting in crazy amounts of hours to make this brand as, as flourish as, as it has. And, but I still see you absolutely killing it, riding regularly and stuff. How do you find that balance? Yeah, I, I guess it is hard, but... Um... I guess I kind of cheat a little bit and I've built my dream backyard ramp in the, yep. in the backyard there. So having that there, um, I still don't ride it by myself though. I find that absolutely boring and just yeah. can't. I've, I think I've done it probably twice that the ramp's been there all these years. Kind of kind of dangerous too if you're getting Oh, loose. very That's much. I mean, scary thing. not that what I do is, you know, I just, I mess around the front wheel all day, but um, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, having, having the guys all come around, it's, it's, it's awesome. I look forward to it. We've pretty much, I try to ride, Sometimes a bit touch and go, but every every Thursday afternoon, try to start to do that. 
Right in the afternoon there, nice. get the guys over. It kind of makes the weekend feel like it's a long weekend there. Are, are a lot of the guys kind of near you? Yeah, like um, you, you've got, you know, yeah, with all within an hour's drive. Oh, that's awesome. Me. Sometimes some of the guys are a lot closer, so. Yep. Um, yeah, having sessions and just, uh, yeah, it is though. Sometimes, you know, the guys are like, oh, let's have a ride. And I'm like, and I'm, I'm busy on a schedule of putting productions in or whatnot with bikes and ordering things. And, and I really can't enjoy it and, and sit back and ride until I've got that stuff done. So yes, it does take a, a second seat to the actual business and work stuff, but at the same time, you know, I love BMX still, and and I'm, I'm hoping I'm still doing Canadian nose picks when I'm sixty. You know, so <laughs> how old are you now? I'm uh, forty four right now, forty five in a couple of weeks. So. so you got about fifteen and a half years. That's it. Keep exactly. It up. That's it. I watch uh, watch DMC ride and whatnot. And oh, I'm like, dude, completely realistic. Amazing. Completely I mean, realistic. I man. What is DMC these days? Fifty three, I think. Fifty three, and still doing nine hundred. That's you know. Hats off to Dennis. That's yeah. amazing. I mean, actually, Dennis was when I first started back in '88, uh, doing tricks. I guess before that, I was, you know, I think '84 I got my first bike. But in '88, when I discovered that it actually was a thing, yes, Dennis McCoy is my most favorite rider because uh, because he did ramp and he did flatland. And I, my my background originally was from flatland, but okay. I was one of the few flatlanders in Australia that would actually enter the ramp comps as well, and I'd go ride street. You know, and I'd go an all around BMX. I was an all around BMXer. Yeah, Dennis was exactly that, and yeah, Dennis was my first, you know, idol rider. If you your want first to call crush, it. yeah, yeah, first BMX <laughs> crush. There you go. Love you, Dennis. I love, I love coming to places like this. Um, we're out at the Vans BMX Pro Cup, and McCoy's usually hanging out, and he's a dude I'll end up having a conversation with. And I'll kind of have to take two steps back and be like, oh, shit, that's Dennis McCoy. You know, totally, totally. We're talking about random bullshit or what to eat at the restaurant next door and stuff. And it's like, I'm having this conversation with goddamn Dennis McCoy. I know. Like, I mean, (laughs) I I still get a buzz like all these sort of guys. I rock up, say good day. I mean, I don't get out to all these things all that often. And Dennis is like, oh, hey, don't Clint. I'm like, oh, wow, he still remembers my name. Like, (laughs) this is cool. And, you you know, I see Joe Rich and Ruben and and Taj. I haven't seen Taj for a few years. Hey, how you doing, Clint? I'm like, oh, wow, you remember who I am. Yeah, yeah. Cool, you know. So, um, nah, good times for sure. Do do you still make it a point to try to get to one or two events a year? Lately, I have. I mean, a a few years ago, the first that was uh, Fees 2017, I think. Uh, I always watched that Spine Ramp comp that, you know, I was like, wow, I've got to get to that one of these days. And it always seemed to fall on certain business duties that I've got around May. But then that year it was later in May and I was like, man, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to yeah. go over there. And yeah, I mean, since that. Dude, I, watching you ride that ramp was incredible. Oh, thank you. I, I think people still talk about it <laughs> during the event because that was just last week or two weeks ago. And like, oh man, it sucks Miller isn't here. Yeah. Everybody was so pumped. It was, I, I'd love to go back, but yeah. I'm, I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to match what i did before so i've, I've almost kind of think okay i might retire from fees now. there you go there you go we'll see what happens retire but, as um, champion yeah undisputed so, it, oh, no not so much champion but <laughs> just being the old guy in the class i guess but uh yeah and, and since then i'm like you know what i want to just you know sponsor myself and send me around send myself around to a few few events and yeah and, and, I, and i love it i mean being here in, in stuttgart right now it's I mean, I've got nothing really to offer the whole a whole bowl sort of comp like this, but uh, just wanted to get in there for myself and. Do well, I see you brought you brought a hell of a crew with you. Yeah, oh, yeah, there's like ten of us here right now from Colony team. That's so, awesome. Yeah, it's so you just, guys, you guys kind of doing a, a Europe trip. Yeah, eight of us are afterwards. Um, uh, Alex and Josh are heading back home. Well, I think Alex, Alex might be hanging out now. I'm not too sure now, but um, he's playing the Visa game, right? Yeah, that's right. Trying so I think he's going to yeah. come to the Worlds. We're all going to go to the Worlds next week in Cologne. That's so, awesome. 
uh, and do a bit of a trip in between that. And um, yeah. So Clint, who actually is on the Colony Pro team right now? Yeah, um, we've got Alex Heim, um, Anthony Napolitan for the States, uh, Chris Courtney for Brisbane, Chris James from the Gold Coast, um, Jack Kelly, street killer for Melbourne. Um, he's good. Oh, amazing. He's going, <laughs> he's, through really a bit good. Of, he's going through a bit of knee stuff right now, okay. but um, amazing on a bike. Yeah. Jake Warwork, of course. you know, up there. Jaden Fuller, um, uh, Kostya from Russia, he's getting here tomorrow morning. Hell yeah. Uh, Ricky Kazanjianti, as you mentioned before. Can, can of spaghetti. Yeah, can of spaghetti. That's probably easier to Big say. Big fan of his. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. One that uh, he wouldn't know this yet, but uh, Josh Dove, obviously, is going to get the bump up pretty much probably once he hears this, I guess. Or he, he, probably may, or he probably probably doesn't listen to my podcast. Ma- maybe so. just before. Yeah, who knows, but, <laughs> maybe um, tonight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, no, nah, I mean, all the guys on the on the, on the team are just, they're amazing. They're, they're good people first and, and, and great bike riders after that. So, And it kind of seems like you continue to hook dudes, even if they're not a pro, they're not super active. You still have your lifers, right? You still have oh, your definitely. Here. I mean, uh, we have the family team, which, you Bloody know. Bloody oath. Uh, yeah, we've got Nick Richardson. <laughs> we've got Kenny Raggett. We've got... Yep, yep. Uh, you know Shane Badman, and we've we've got uh, Mick Bazand, yeah, absolute yep. rail killer, yep. an OG of Australian BMX scene. Um, yeah, I, and I respect that. I respect when a brand's ran like a family like that, where even if you're not the dude going on the trips and whatnot, it's not like we're not homies. <laughs> like we're still in this together. Oh, like, totally. And roles change, lives change, priorities exactly. change. Like it's I mean, all good. and the support I give all of them really doesn't change that much. So yeah. Um, yeah, obviously, if you're in the pro team, you're going to get a bit few more perks here or there. But yeah, that's it. So solid lineup. Yeah, thank you. I was going to ask you about um, about Jake Walwork. I've spent a little bit of time with him, and he's doing quite well with this whole Olympic thing. Yep. What What's your thought on this whole BMX in the Olympics? Is you as a lifer, and you know what it can do to the sport? And I I welcome it wholeheartedly. Um, I was speaking to Bart about it the other day, actually. But um, no, I think it's a great thing, and anyone that uh, thinks it thinks otherwise then you know that that's cool everyone can have their own opinion but basically unless you want to be striving to be an olympic athlete then don't worry about it i feel um because it's it's only going to bring positivity and growth to bmx in general even if if you don't want to be an olympic athlete then you're still going to benefit from it being involved with that because more governments around the world are going to invest into bmx there's going to be more parks to ride Uh, there's going to be more opportunities uh, sponsorship wise from outside companies outside of bmx so um it, it, it's only going to grow bmx it's only a positive thing and if you don't want to be involved with it then you don't need to be you just ignore it and do your own thing that's that's the beauty of bmx so yeah that's kind of my thought process as well where it's not taking away the vans bmx pro cup still exists you know what I mean? there's other events there's other oh, totally. outlets totally. like it's you know, if it's not for you, cool. That's it. I mean, you don't have to be involved with it. Don't you have to watch it if you don't want to. Yeah. But um, it's only <laughs> going to help everyone that even, you know, anyone that has a bike, rides a bike, it will benefit you in some sort of way. Might open some doors. Might, exactly. You know, yeah. I mean, if at the very least there's a new park built in your neighborhood and that's it. Yeah. Go and ride You, and you won. You won thanks to the Olympics. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What are your thoughts on uh, on Jake getting in there and representing Australia? Is that a big deal to you, or are you just kind of no? Doing, doing I'm, I'm stoked on. I mean, I met I'd met met Jake for the first time at that fees comp a few you know 2017. Oh wow! So um, you met the Australian dude in France? Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, I'd heard of him a little bit, but um, yeah, he was killing it and got talking to him, and he was polite as, which to me 
for any of my team guys, they've got to be, you know, a good person first, first yeah. and foremost. Um, and he was and, and is. And, uh, yeah, got on a bike and got talking to him and he wasn't sort of getting too much support at the time. And I'm like, all right, well, let's, uh, let's you know, do this. I'd like to help you out and get you around to more events. And, um, yeah, he's, he's, he's doing well. He's a hell of a bike rider. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Pretty, pretty goddamn incredible. He'll Definitely. Do like- he's very, very dedicated, very, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's going for it for sure. I've, I think he's the only guy I've ever seen do flare downside tail whips both ways. Yeah. 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 Like that's not, I can't even fathom that in my brain. <laughs> oh, I can't fathom half the stuff he does or pretty much all of it, but, uh, yeah. So tell me about jet fuel. Did you create that? No, 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 no. That was you were a, one of the first, or were you the first? No, nah, no, nah, we uh, we were probably one of the last, almost to get. Were you? Well, okay. not not the last, but um, I think. Yeah, I mean, there's also different. I mean, we call it Rainbow, but Rainbow, um, gotcha. Okay, just because there, there were other names for it, I didn't want to just have people, the same. Do people trademark those? Is that a weird? Nah, okay, nah, okay. Nah, because- nah. No, I just wanted to call it something different than to call it whatever everyone else was. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's. I mean. I'm 44 and I have a bit of the stuff on my bike. Do you? Know? you? And yeah, I do. I have spokes and a couple other things. But um, yeah, I mean, I think it can be definitely overkill yeah. if you go too crazy on yeah. it. But uh, I think having a little subtle sort of thing with it, it's it's uh, it's good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> now that you, so you essentially started Colony, you were thinking about uh, an Australian brand and it's kind of grown into an international brand where it's all over the world. Obviously, it's still based in Australia. At what point did you start working towards that? Getting these other distributions, sponsoring riders in other regions? Well, that sort of just happened by default at the very start. Kind of um, an organic thing. It was. I mean, I launched it and thought that perhaps like the US market, which it is, is the hardest one to get into. But yep. it was actually our first one that we got into. Um, and just got that and I was like oh wow okay and then next thing you know we you know distribution in Germany and then it was the UK and uh, Brazil and Canada and Japan and everywhere else you can think of it all just sort of happened it all happened very fast so within the first couple of years of being in business it was all over the world yeah pretty wow. much I mean I'd say yeah probably first 24 months I guess uh, yeah it happened quite quickly and um, yeah it was blown away by the reaction to it how how far into when you first started the brand did you start doing complete bikes first ever complete bike was done actually through we the people oh really um, harriet we the people there yeah like, we wanted to do a bike and really didn't have any sort of connections or thoughts of how to do that and he offered oh we can do a you know we the people slash colony collab sort of style oh, wow. bike okay. was, and that was the first one and then after that yeah just took it from ourselves and, and went from there so that was in 07 i think it was so yeah probably six 12 months max after the brand brand wow. was launched okay yeah. pretty yeah. quick then yeah it was what percentage of your brand would you say is complete bikes as far as what you're selling is it a pretty large percent no it's actually and i'm glad it's not to be yeah. honest it's probably only 30 percent. oh wow okay if, if not less um yeah i'd say a good 70 percent is the high-end pna which is which is what I want my brand to be yes. looked at as. Yes, we do make complete bikes and we do sell them and, and do all right with them, but uh, it's the parts that, uh, you know, what I want my brand to be about. So The yeah. high-end stuff. That's and, it, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Is that hard to keep up with those goals? No, no, actually, yeah. yeah. I mean, no, no, it's not. It's, um, yeah, just keep doing what we're doing and, uh, you know, 
keep an eye out for that new stuff that's coming around or have those new ideas or whatnot. So are you doing all the product development yourself whenever you come out with something yeah, new? Yeah, pretty Is much. That you? That's, okay. that's all for me. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah. So there's no there's no brilliant scientist in a lab creating nah, this Nah, that's just me with a bunch of years of uh, experience, <laughs> I guess. So, yeah. <laughs> How far do you really want to take it i mean is it something you think you could do on a larger scale but still keep that that same core mentality and that same quality or do you think well to be honest we actually i actually tried that recently um about three years ago i teamed up with a larger distribution company in australia sort of to take some of the so uh, were, were you doing your own distro then you went with these guys that's correct so okay. i was doing it myself from 09 up until uh 2016 i think it is um but it was growing so much that it was hard to keep up with it all. And at the same time, wanting to sort of somewhat keep a life for myself as yeah. well outside of just working and, and so forth. So teamed up with a larger distribution company um, to hopefully alleviate some of those pressures or whatnot. Um, and three years into that, it was sort of apparent that it sort of really wasn't having that desired effect. And um, since then, you know, brought the brands into what we've now formed as, as family distribution just to take uh, the control of it back and uh, put it in the direction that I want it to be. Was basically. it a situation where you almost didn't have full control over your brand you felt like? Uh, no, no, not so much. Yeah, I mean somewhat, but it was just getting a bit more complicated and uh, sort of not the direction that I wanted to. Um, I mean, I'm quite uh, sort of relaxed in my business sense of way of doing things and and uh yeah i guess getting told how to do things i guess whatnot was something you created was, yeah i was like yeah. you know what this this is not really what i signed up for and um yeah but uh it's family's only been going for you know a little bit a little while now um but yeah having having fun with it again which is what it's all about for me we've seen the bmx industry go through some weird stages in the past couple of years some might call it a recession um a handful of brands, obviously the Dan's Comp fiasco is a situation that's affected a lot of bike companies. I feel like there's almost a crazy amount, just a crazy amount of oversaturation. I think there's too many brands that don't really do much. Have you dealt with any of this stuff in the past couple of years? Have you seen sales drop or just less people on bikes or anything? Or, or how have the past couple of years mean, been for you? Yeah, especially in Australia, it goes up and down. Yeah. Um, definitely goes up and down, different trends and whatnot. I guess the sort of, uh, in Australia, we've had a big scooter Okay. population grow yep. and that's definitely taken sales away from bmx and that was actually kind of the catalyst for me to actually launch academy okay that makes Cause, sense because at the time in australia like a 400 bmx bike is is, is the cheap sort of yep. entry-level bike and at the time then a 400 bmx bike was basically a piece of crap yes and parents would buy that kid that bmx bike ride it it would all fall apart they'd get discouraged with it and then quit bmx so i launched academy to make a 400 bmx bike that was actually good and could withstand normal everyday actually sort of riding. Ridden. you can take it to the skate park and learn some and, shit. and actually do yeah. some stuff on it and actually keep kids encouraged and parents because they're the ones buying the bikes or, or whatnot um and keep them encouraged to stay with bmx so that definitely helped there um but yeah it definitely bmx has its up and downs everywhere and, and we're not uh in australia especially we're not you know removed from that so much but you've just got to keep basically keeping true to yourself really i think and uh pull through that because yeah i guess there are probably a few brands out there that you know probably shouldn't be around but um you know is it is it a conscious effort conscious effort to navigate through situations where you know i i totally see like a lot of brands when they hit these these bumps in the road 
it's kind of apparent. It's like where they're cutting costs. Like, oh, okay, I can tell you're struggling. You just let four riders go. Um, no advertising anywhere. Your team's not going on trips, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like Colony's always done a good job of finding that balance to where even when BMX is booming or BMX is on, on a low, it seems like you always are able to maintain that same cool image and be that same cool brand. And there's, you know, it doesn't seem, there's not any obvious sacrifice to me as an outsider. Is that, is that a conscious effort or is that just kind of organic? Yeah, no, it is. I mean, uh, being that I love BMX as I do. Yeah. Um, we're always going to be doing it. I mean, I'm going to be doing this for, to let forever. So yeah, you do need to, uh, uh, cut costs i guess like any business but there's other ways you can do that yeah take then other than taking away from team riders and all that sort of stuff because that's pretty much the reason i do all this is yeah i mean i'm a bmx rider myself and well back, you have that perspective because you've you've lived both sides well, yeah well back when i was you know a pro rider for australia or whatnot there wasn't even a dream to even get any assistance in that way so maybe a fact, free, free bike if you're lucky if you're lucky yeah some <laughs> sticker packs or whatnot but yep, yep. um the fact that i can afford to and, and work hard enough to to make things work that i can give all the guys bikes and, and girls um and you know help them out to get around the world and whatnot that's you know that's not that's not it's, something you're willing to make cuts in that's gonna, well no that's as long it. as colony exists as much as i can do forward. that yeah exactly i want to keep that going and uh you know just give back as to those guys and girls as much as i can and i think that's real commendable and i think you're in a unique spot because you've been on both sides of the tracks Mm. to where i think you know the the value in that and you know that perspective and know being that hungry kid that's trying to make things happen and having that dude that wants the new mercedes so he's cutting the team you know yeah we've we've all seen it Mm. you know no definitely And, and and going back to the team everyone that's on it you know they're all good people yeah and without them you know it's it's would definitely make things a lot different for myself, nowhere near as much as fun as it is, um, and and yeah, I want to give back to them as much as I can, and uh, yeah, they're all very appreciative of it. I feel, and uh, that's what makes it all worthwhile for myself. I think it's it's cool because at least to me, it seems like it's a brand that everybody on it likes. You know how you find the guys that have their sponsor, and you're like, he's there for a paycheck, he's there for the travel budget. It seems like dudes actually like the brand. Well, and that's it. <laughs> that's that's I, I don't. Any of the uh, any of the team riders that are on it, yeah, exactly. They they do hang around because they like it. It's not just because it's a paycheck or it's yep. a, you know, a flight every now and then or free bikes or whatever. It's because they generally like what we're doing, and and to me, that's yeah. I wouldn't have anyone otherwise. So I think you might have may have been one of the first brands. Um, I think DK and Colony were the first brands I can think of that were sponsoring female freestyle riders. Yeah, well, I've had uh, Peter Shepard from yes. way back in the day. Yes. Um, and then when she sort of started stepping aside from it a bit, uh, just from injuries and, and other commitments and whatnot, she actually, uh, you know, put me in touch and said that I should hook up Natalia Diem. And, yeah, we've uh, I've been, I guess, before even, you know, girls and BMX was a big thing. Yeah, yes. we were. We yeah. have been. and. We'll continue what, to what, do so. What led to that? I mean, that, that you, you kind of went out on a limb there because you weren't really following a path. You were like, no, it people, was, people weren't doing that and you did it. What made you do that? Seeing Peter Shepard do a downside whip to disaster. <laughs> I was just like, wow, that's amazing. That'll so do it. I was like, all right, well, yeah, she's going to be a part of it. And she, she was and still, you know, doesn't ride so much now. But uh, yeah, it was amazing. That was just to me that open eye, open eye. That that's an amazing trick, and for, yeah. for anyone to be doing that trick, yeah, you know, that's yeah. awesome. So yeah, um, yeah, just grew from there. 
how how do you feel having been so supportive of women in freestyle to see where it's at now? It's kind of grown to this larger oh, stage. It's pretty it's, incredible. It's amazing. Watching it today was just it was mind boggling. It yeah. was such a high level of riding there. Um, yeah, hats off to them. The girls are doing good. So is your only uh, only woman on the team? Is it Natalia right Natalia, now? Natalia, yeah. That's Would right. you ever sponsor more? Is that um, well? We've got a, 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 a younger girl actually, uh, Sarah Nikki from in Canberra. Okay. Um, that I've heard her. She's very. She. Yeah, I think pretty young. Uh, don't quote me here, but maybe eleven. I think she okay. is. Okay. Yep. Um. Yeah. Quite young. Uh. And she's. Yeah. We're just gonna start. Was she, was she at the Pro Cup in Sydney? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, that's why she wrote it. The girls. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep, little yep, Sarah. Yep. That's awesome. Um. Yeah. So. Uh. Gonna start flying her some stuff and, nice. and going for now. I mean, she already rides a colony now anyway. But um, perfect fit. Yeah. Just you know. Again, goes back to the riders that actually. They like the brand already. It's not as if we're pulling them away from something else. Yeah. She's already into it. So that's just a perfect uh, transition for me to say, all right, well, let's help you out a bit more and give some thanks back to her for even, you know, supporting you, supporting the brand to start <laughs> with. So, um, yeah. But uh, again, I guess being an Australian brand, we are quite sort of uh, uh, fixated on Australian riders just because there isn't sort of too much going for some of them sometimes. Yep. yep. And um, yeah, just, just keep giving back. So. Yeah, no, I think it's apparent, and I think it's kind of an exciting time for for that aspect of life. You know, oh, it's cool seeing new life breathed into it, and seeing yeah, yeah. some newer faces doing Definitely. it, and going from, you know, it's so insane that she did a downside up to disaster to now there's a bunch of women that are riding really goddamn well. No, amazing, yeah, exactly. Have you ridden front brakes your whole life? Pretty much. Um, yeah, I mean, I come from a flatland days. That's just when you, every, you know, everyone rode four pegs and, and front and back brakes and whatnot. And then started messing around mini ramps and, and whatnot. I, I did, I broke my scaphoid uh, in 1998 at an Oceanside BS comp, actually. It was my first ever pro comp. Um, and I crashed there and and broke my scaphoid. And so it really hurt to do a toothpick or whatever after that. I mean, it's in a cast for, you know, the two months or whatever. But even after that, it just hurt to do any front wheel sort of stuff. So I did take my front brakes off for about six months there. Um, but just because it just hurt too much to do that sort of stuff. Um, and I did, you know, try to be a cool kid, I guess, and, <laughs> and took both brakes off for Ooh. a couple of months there or whatever. But, um, uh, yeah, then I just sort of woke up to myself and said, you know what, this is – I'm just going to do what I love and, 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 you know, do what I like. So that's sort of where I am. What do you think about front braiding – Front brake riding today, I feel like it's kind of, it's not dead, but there's just not a whole lot of new dudes doing it. I mean, yeah, it's not dead, but yeah, it's definitely, yeah, there's not many who, new, new kids sort of getting into it or doing it. There um, was the dude you sponsored who was an American that had front brakes and was really good, maybe five years ago. Uh, Bobby, Bobby Altizer? Yep, yep, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Well, he's even, yeah, not that long ago, but yeah, oh, Bobby's amazing. I mean, Is he still riding? And yeah, yeah, he's still riding. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, no, he's, still, he's still killing it, for is, sure. Is he on Colony or no? No, he, he, he rides for Standard now. So. Oh, cool, okay. That makes sense um, for his neck of the woods. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. he's neck of the woods, so, yep. you know, that, that's all cool there. But yeah, I mean, Bobby's amazing. I mean yeah ridiculously good i was always a fan <laughs> yeah oh, totally. something different man totally. i just love seeing something different. totally yeah such a nice breath of fresh air nah, definitely just not the same shit yeah. that's why i love a couple of your dudes like uh uh zach Ryan dangerfield and yep. uh ricky cadden's ready yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 like those who just do something like not front break guys but they do something totally different yeah well and that's it you know I, I don't want i've sort of worked hard for colony 
I guess a lot of brands out there are, you know, kind of pigeonholed as either a park brand, a street brand, or a trail brand, or whatever sort of style of rider. Yep. And I've always wanted to, just from my background of being a freestyle rider, I guess, riding all sorts of terrains, is to have Colony as that brand that, you know, we have Flatlanders, we have street riders, we have mini ramp riders, dirt riders, you know, bowl riders, all sorts of different styles. And, and that's what I really want with my brand is to make it a very diverse sort of a thing. So, um, so you're still yeah. making and selling flatland products. A few of them. Yes. Okay. We, do, we do a complete bike. Uh, we do have a frame out, uh, some pegs, uh, handlebars and so forth. So, and tires, not huge, uh, huge range, but yeah. Enough. Yeah. No, the complete bikes actually sell quite well. Um, yeah, what, considering. What makes it a complete flatland bike? Is it just smaller, a more aggressive geometry? Yeah, aggressive, shorter geometry. I mean, it comes with four pegs, a free coaster, front and back brakes, a gyro, um, you know, long seat posts and so forth. So, yeah, it's a full, legit, zero offset forks. What's um, the top tube on that? That is 18.9. Oh, so it's, okay. I oh, definitely, it's it's a flat, you can't ride anything else. Yeah, I was going to say, can you take that just be your own no, bike? No, 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 it's a flatland no. bike. It's, it's a flatland <laughs> bike, yeah, for sure, so. Is that the only com- flatland complete on the market? Oh, no, there, there are others. Okay. But, um, yeah, I mean, especially in Australia, it's the only one that's available. Okay. Um, and other countries, it's probably a bit hard to find other ones as well, too, but there are, there are some. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Do you have some products like that that are only available in Australia? No, typically, pretty much every. Oh, I guess sometimes, yeah. And some certain distros won't order certain things because you know BMX is different in all sorts of different markets and countries. So, yeah. um, what works in one country is not necessarily going to work in another. So, yeah, yeah. I guess in Australia we do f- keep the full range, obviously. Um, in other countries, it might be a little bit, a little bit scarcer. So, yeah. yeah. So I have a question for you here, um, and you can not tell this story if you don't want to. But you can. <laughs> Is it true there was a period and you were banned from the United States for like 10 years? Uh, yeah, it was five years, but yeah, definitely. <laughs> I round um, up. No, no, you're all right. You're all right. Actually, it probably was. I was banned for five, but then didn't go there for 10. But um, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, I guess it was 1999. I Well, 98 prior to that, went to the States, did well, went to the first pro comp, got eighth or whatever, sitting up there on the decks of Mirror and Miron and uh asado and whoever else it was pretty amazing so were you the first australian guy to really kind of come over and do that uh yeah i guess i was i went on a trip there with colin mckay okay um uh another guy shane smith and glenn mclaughlin the one i mentioned oh, cool. earlier that yeah, works yeah, yeah. for me um we Full all did circle. a did a, a four-man road trip went to the states for two months rode around and i mean got a car landed in la drove over to new york and back and everywhere in between and, and did all sorts of stuff um yeah, I guess uh, that those comps we went to the BS comp stand and we went stunt boy. Um, I'd won the Oceanside one, and so that allowed me to turn pro. So I went in the pro class and ended up getting eighth in that. So I guess I was. Um, so that's when you show up to ride an amateur contest, and all of a sudden you're competing against Dave Mira. Oh, it was amazing! I was like, <laughs> "Wow, this is this is you know dream come true." Yeah, it was cool. Uh. Um, and uh, yeah, then I was gonna come back, and the next year in '99. And uh, ride, but I'd you know done a stupid thing, had a uh, had a speeding ticket, sort of lied to try to get out of it and whatnot, and in the U.S. in Australia. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. Um, and uh, yeah, then I applied for a just a, a normal visa to come to the states, and there was a question: Have you ever been you know convicted of a criminal offence? And 
I was like, oh, I asked a travel agent. She said, oh, you should tick yes there. I was an ex-cop. Oh, okay. So I tick yes and bang, automatic five-year. No thing. way. Yeah, just because you, you admit to that. But then it ends up being that um, it was such a small offense that it was just a traffic offense. So it was not a... They actually could, wouldn't have... It wouldn't even have been a you thing. Could have, you could have because marked I, no. Exactly. But because I ticked yes, then that was that sort of, sort of thing. And... Um, yeah. How, how did that affect your career as a oh, pro definitely. writer? I was, I was devastated. Gnarly, right? I was devastated. I was ready to come back to the States and start writing. And, you know, that was right on the cusp of everything sort of blowing up over here with the X Games back yeah. then, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, whatnot. But, um, yeah, I was devastated for sure. It um, definitely hit me for six. and um, But, yeah, that that it opened my eyes to other places outside of the States. So, hence going to the Worlds in Germany in 2000. Okay. Yep. And then just going, wow, this is cool. And just going to the European scene a lot. And then eventually that thing had run out, but then still probably went five years later that I just, oh, I don't, not interested in going there, whatever. Yeah. Don't, don't need to, don't want to. And then eventually I did. Um, and yeah, all's, all's And now fine. it's all good when you go. You get, oh, of course. Yeah, okay. totally. Yeah. There's no, no yeah. weirdness at the border. No, no, not at all. I know it's how they good. love to grill people. Yeah, yeah, no, all good. <laughs> all good. Yeah. I think, uh, I, I've known a lot of Australian BMX riders that come to the United States and get in trouble and I'm like, some, one of them's gonna get banned. It's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Dudes are going yeah. too hard, and I don't think anybody ever really does. Yeah, yeah. I so, mean, touch wood. Knock on wood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. There you go. Did you ever envision yourself when you were young trying to be a pro rider that you'd have your own brand? Not at all. Not at yeah. all. I mean, when I started riding, I mean, being sponsored or being a pro or anything wasn't even a wasn't even a question. It wasn't even a that was just too far off to even think of that. Um, and it's funny to see kids now that that's their whole fixation on stuff is, you know, they want to be sponsored or whatnot. But um, all I, I would say to, you know, kids like that is to uh, just have fun with it. I yeah. mean, have fun. And if, as long as you're having fun with it, good things will eventually come and you'll get noticed and don't, and so forth. Don't try to, uh, don't go asking for it. That's the, a surefire thing for any brand owner to go, you know what? Nah, I'm not interested sort of thing. So, just have fun with it and you'll get you get yourself out there, ride, have fun. You'll get noticed and good things will come. What advice would you have for a young rider with an entrepreneurial entrepreneurial spirit that, you know, looks at a brand like Colony and wants to have their own brand? Whether I know you helped the dudes out that were starting the shoe company a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. So what, what advice do you give to these young young people and, and new people in BMX that want to create and do something positive? What is there anything anybody taught you along the way that would kind of keep you on the right track and I mean do it for the right reasons don't do it I never started calling and think we we're going to be you know even sell anything almost it was just like oh yeah this would be cool I have a couple of things out you know whatever like uh, don't go after it thinking that BMX is going to be some gold mine for you because it, uh, sadly it just isn't so do it because you love it you want to do it and it may be a means to somewhat support yourself but um, and others but yeah, don't do it thinking you're going to be a millionaire out of it because it's not going to happen. <laughs> full, full passion play. Yeah, that's it is, it is, it is. I mean, if you want to do a, a, a business to make money out of it, then go do anything else. But, but L- yeah. learn the stock market. Yeah, you know, exactly. Uh, go that's hustle it. a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your Volkswagen collection. I hear you have quite the impressive Volkswagen collection. I'm not exactly super literate in Volkswagens, but I, I hear yours is uh, yeah, pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, I guess it is. Um, that's all Chad DeGroote's fault. Is it really? It is. Okay. Um, I think Poor Boy, 500 Miles, or whatever video it was, came out at the time, and Chad was in it. Um, maybe it was another video. I don't know. But um, at the time, he had a um, 
a dark blue uh, Volkswagen Type 3 Squareback. Okay. And that was in the background of the video. And I just like, oh, wow. At the time, Chad was one of my favorite riders. And yep. Again, riding ramp, riding flatland, all the stuff. Yep. That's what I'm about. Um, and I was like, wow, what sort of car is that? I didn't even know what it was. And then my then car at the time happened to blow up. And I needed to get a new car. I was like, hey, I'm going to get one of those things. <laughs> so I hunted around, found one. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. Got it. And the first night I drove it, I drove down to Bingley Skate Park. And the uh, I'm right driving along almost at the park and hear this like noise like tick 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 and I was like what's that so I pull over and just as I pulled over the left hand rear wheel pretty much fell off oh wow yeah cheated that (laughs) yeah so (laughs) so then jacked it back up put that back on and whatnot and yeah learned pretty quickly how to fix it and and do whatnot and and customized it myself a bit and and loved that thing to death and then um when I moved to Germany in 2001 that was pretty much going to be a I'm moving there for life or good good period of time so had to sell it sold it and then um never really wanted to but had to and then uh, years later when sort of started colony and things started going all right i was like you know what i want to reward myself and get myself a cool little yeah volkswagen again and um yeah now i've got like eight of them or something so <laughs> yeah it's uh do you have do you have some pretty rare ones yeah some of them are yeah so yeah. what what are what are some of the cool ones uh, I mean, I've got uh, two Type 3 Squareback panel vans, which are very sort of a rare one that's just okay. only, only made for the Australian oh, and wow, okay. uh, Norwegian markets. Basically, a little station wagon, but instead of windows in the back, it's got panels. Um, that's a is, that, is that the one you have colony on the side of? Yeah, the brown one. Yeah, that yeah might, that's, that's right. a really cool one. I've got car. a white, white one like that. Okay. Um, then I've got a 58 uh, split screen combi. Um, which is, uh, yeah. Do they all run? You drive them all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty awesome. much. I mean, uh, two of them right now don't, but um, they're sitting there to be works in progress whenever I get yeah. the time. Um, then I've got a, uh, a 74 Brasilia, which is a car only made for the Brazilian market. Oh, wow. How do you get that? Um, my uh, distributor in uh, Brazil. Helped, so Marce- helped, Marcelo? Marcelo, yeah, yeah, from Dream BMX. Yeah. Uh, helped me get that and... Uh, we shipped it out and we thought, oh, this would be a good little side business. We'll just import, yeah. import uh, V-dubs from Brazil to Australia. Is there uh, a market? Like the people oh, want them? Oh, we'll never do that ever again. Okay. <laughs> it, it, we had to bribe government officials oh, and all really? sorts of stuff to get out of the country and so much red tape. And I mean, hats off to Marcelo for hanging in there with me for it. But um, yeah. it was it was a lot of hassle. So, But uh, yeah, that. I've got a, a 74 Fridolin. Which is basically a, uh, they made them for the German and Swedish markets. It's a postal van. Oh, wow. Um, okay. <laughs> only, the Swedish one I've got, they only made 1,201 of those for the whole sort of world. So, were you able to find most of these in Australia or do you have to import them from? No, most, uh, that one I got in Australia. There was only two of those in Australia, so I've oh, got wow. one of them. Okay. Um, most others I've imported from, from overseas. So, um, that yeah. hell of a collection. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. A bit you, got, crazy. you got your VW collection. You got your ramp. So you're doing all right. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. No, we're, we're, you know, Life's good. Working, working hard for sure. So that's good. You got um, it. You got to stay sane. Oh no, definitely. I mean, they're they're my clear my head, go for a drive on a Sunday, you know, whatever, and and just let the wind go through my hair. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds kind of beautiful. I guess we all have to work hard for a reason. <laughs> yeah. you know? Got to buy cool shit. What bike are you riding right now? What, what frame is that? Is it the Prodi? That's the Prodi, yes. Yeah. So that's a bit of a lease out a couple of years ago, but that's a um, throwback to a frame in, it would have been 1993. Um, at the time, getting a frame, or most frames back then were 
pretty bad. You know, you'd, okay. you'd be yep. breaking them, you'd be welding them and whatnot. And so there was a little Brisbane uh, shop, bike shop that actually offered custom-made frames. So I went to them. Without, so they had a welder there. That's that, right. So okay. in Tube Bender, so I went to them with our design. They made it. Bang. We thought, oh, this is pretty cool. We'll... Um, We'll make these frames, and uh, so myself had one. My friend Michael Canfield had one, and then Ross Lavender had a Flatland version. And we're like, "Oh, yeah, cool! This is our little brand. It's called Proddy." And um, we sold one frame, so yeah, <laughs> it was pretty good. So, so this is a throwback with modern geometry, exactly. Based so on it, that it looks similar to what it was back then, but um, yeah, modern geometry and so forth. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it has a platform. I don't even use the damn thing, but I, cool. I just love looking down and I think I'm back in 1995 or something. So, is, is it a heavy frame or is it not bad? No, it's actually really light. Um, this version here, we use the same tubing that we use on our, our GTI Mark One race frame. Oh wow! Okay, and um, it's actually actually Dennis Ennison was just riding this earlier today at the at the. Um, Pro Cup there and yeah. doing all front brake stuff. And oh, cool. <laughs> afterwards, he goes, man, that thing's really light. And I go, yeah, you wouldn't think so looking at it, would you? No, I was, no. that's why I asked. It's, I'm looking at it here. It looks yeah, like a beast. It's, it's, it is light, yeah. So, well, you know, for what it is. So is this frame in the line or is this limited edition? Uh, this light one isn't in the range right now. Okay. But uh, there are two versions that you can buy Okay. Uh, right now. Uh, this one, we'll, we'll, we, we will release it at some point soon. But um, didn't want to saturate it with too much... Uh, you know, 10 different products. Yeah, do 10 different things and whatnot. <laughs> so we'll leave it for a little bit, but yeah, we'll be available. I'm not sure if I was aware that you guys did a race frame. Yeah, we do. Uh, at lots, again, uh, with Colony, you have lots of people asking to do all sorts of styles of bikes over the years. And I've always, uh, you know, I don't know nothing about it yep. to really do yep. that. Like, you know, it's, it's quite apparent when you see a mountain bike company coming to BMX and they start making BMX bikes. It's quite apparent, very transparent that they don't know what they're doing. It's so about the money. It's about it'd, the opportunity. It'd be like me trying to make fixed gear bikes are saying i don't know nothing about that even though yep. i've been asked for it but like no but um yeah race frames is another one that we keep getting asked you know i should do a race frame I'm like oh no no then um end up meeting uh, a guy called bruce morris back in, in brisbane australia and he's um he's he's 50 plus gun bmx racer all about chromo frames and oh hell uh, yeah yeah eventually said platform pretty, pedals pretty much just handed me a, <laughs> a design so look let's do this and i eventually i caved in and we did it and we've only done one version of it but it's it's done well it's just a it was just a cool thing fun thing on the side yeah so that's awesome yeah definitely. so did you sell a lot of them like are there a lot of, you go to the racetrack and you see somebody riding a colony or is there not a whole lot of them out we, there? we did 50 so okay okay um yeah just sort of capped it at that sort of a, a number and um yeah, we'll probably do a, a GTI Mark II at some point, I'm sure. So, Good name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> are you are you a bit of a hoarder? Do you have to keep one of all these frames? Uh, yeah, well, since uh, I've got a what I call the, the Colony Museum back home, I guess. I've got my shed at home. And um, yeah, it's got, uh, over the years, every time we superseded something with the last one in stock, so I'd just throw in this box. Okay. And forgot about it. Not, not forgot about it, but just kept throwing stuff. I had nowhere really put it all and uh yeah probably over 10 years there all sorts of different things and just recently you know six months ago had my shed and set it all up and getting stuff out of these boxes and just going wow i forgot we even made this and and whatnot and got it all on display in glass cabinets up on oh, walls cool. and Hell whatnot yeah. and yeah that, probably the last few years I, I have kept each one of my bikes and just hung it up on the wall and and yeah it's cool to see a, a bit of a timeline of the brand yeah. progression and, yeah um yeah, it's just a cool place to hang out and have a beer, basically. So. How often do you build you a new bike? Uh, I mean, that one there, I've been riding for coming up to a year now. Oh, wow, right. So, so you're, not, you're not crazy. You're not every two months you can do oh, this. Oh, no and, way, no. I mean, <laughs> even though I've got a warehouse full of Sitting parts. Sitting around yeah, all this you, exciting you, shit. You definitely this, could. Yeah, but yeah. Um, 
No, I mean, uh, to be honest, I hate riding new bikes. Yeah. It doesn't feel like your own bike. Got to break it in. Yeah, I don't don't like it. I mean, this thing, I love this thing right now. So, um, yeah, we'll keep it going. Is every single part on that bike colony? Uh, Yes, except for the front brake cable and the chain and tubes, I guess. But yeah. That's one thing I've always admired about Colony is I think one of kind of the, the first brands that made everything break cables, top cups, you know. No, we do. I mean, we've got chains coming out. Again, I haven't really wanted to bring out stuff just for the sake of having it. But yeah. if I've actually got something to offer on that, then we'll a little do change it. or something. Yeah, you're on, something you're on to make approval. it unique. Then yeah, yeah. Um, I probably should make front brake cables, but it'd probably just be me buying them. So um, yeah. But other than that, yeah, everything else is it's it's definitely colony. And I mean, I, I'm I'm somewhat into having my bike feel light. Um, and yeah, that's just a stock bike. All the parts off the off the shelf. So and yeah, it it is a pretty you know light bike for something with four pegs, gyro front brakes, and air conditioning. So yeah. <laughs> in a perfect world, where do you see Colony in ten years? Like me, still riding bikes, having fun, and making good products. No so, crazy goals outside of that. No, uh, nah. Pretty happy that nah, he's going. I'm, I'm simple man. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to see it. I mean, yeah, I don't need to see it grow expansively each year or whatnot. I just want it to keep doing what it does. As long as we can pay everyone's sort of wages, send guys around, having having fun, traveling the world, doing what we're doing. That's 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 all I need out of it. So. Um, yeah. Respect to that. I'll hit you with one more question here. The important one that everybody has to answer. Who is your favorite writer of all time? Can I say two? Yeah, but the first one counts. Dave Asado. Good answer. He was on Colony for a minute, right? No. no was... da- Dave Frymouth was. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was amazing to have, you know, and if I had to say two, it would be Dave Asado Dave... and Dave Frymouth. Yeah, so. yeah. And if I had to say three, it'd be Tobias Vicker after that. Oh, good. Who, he, who... he was on. Well, he is now. Oh, cool. Okay. That's right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. No. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, I get to hang out with him a little bit cause he's coaching the German team. So when I go to like Olympic qualifier events, he's there a lot, which is so fucking cool. I, I was hoping to see him this German trip, but he's busy doing other yeah, I think stuff. He's in the so, Austria thing. Yeah he's, Olymp- yeah. he's busy doing all sorts of different things. Which is so. awesome. An opportunity, a job that came. Oh no, of course. Things. For sure. Yeah, Tobias Definitely. has this cool gig. Definitely. With a bunch so, of cool riders. Um, yeah. Not Dave Asado then. If I had to pick one, it would be Asado. I think Asado might be maybe the greatest of all time. <laughs> Asado is fucking incredible. Oh, amazing. I mean. Yeah. Some of the shit he did. I remember watching him do a tell up to Fufunu on a sub so many years that ago. That was at, uh, yeah, big back rail at um, Hastings. Yes. Yeah, yes. I was yeah. there for that. That was ridiculous. I remember um, being a child and it was on TV at an interbike and everybody was freaking out. Yeah. I was probably 14 or 15 and just everybody's crowding around this TV to watch this Dave Osato clip. It was probably four months ago or something, but it was just nobody had ever seen anything like it before. You know? Oh, I mean, yeah. And then, you know, for a bunch of years there, we, we would would come over to Europe here and, and travel together and so forth. Or I'd go to his house and stay there and we'd go to the Metro jams in, yeah, in, yeah. in, in Vancouver. And yeah, to, to, to call, to call Dave a friend was, you know, being that he was someone that I really looked up to and writing wise and having him stay at my house and, you know, drink Bundy rum and have Vegemite <laughs> sandwiches and stuff. It was, it was pretty cool. So do you stay in contact with him? Yeah, I mean, just via Instagram and so forth, and yeah, text sounds, message every now. Sounds like he's doing well. Yeah, no, he which is. is. He's, which do, is awesome. he, he's doing well, um, definitely. Um, he he actually, 
messaged me not so long ago. Says he'd, he'd like to do some uh, exchange fireman thing where he's real keen to come to Australia and wow. move his whole family out. Is that I'm something like, that exists? An exchange yeah, fireman I, I, thing? I said, I, said oh, I, I don't know any firemen, but I'll see what I can do. You <laughs> Got to trade somebody for him? I'll trade <laughs> any fireman in this goddamn country with exactly, David Sato. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, David Sato <laughs> hanging out in Brisbane. That'd be pretty cool. So Yeah, not bad. Yeah, yeah definitely. Well, Clint, I appreciate the time. Congratulations on everything. Um, I built something really cool here. and It's something to be really proud of. And I thank you. I was excited to see it moving forward and uh, the support you're giving to the industry and the riders and stuff. So uh, you're a good man. No, thank you. I'll be doing this for a lot longer yet. So well, cheers to that. Let's drink these goddamn beers. Sounds good. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) All right. That does it for today. Big thank you to Mr. Miller for stopping by. Be sure to follow colony on Instagram at colony BMX brand and Clint himself at colony VW. And until next time, just remember it doesn't count if you don't pull the rollback. See ya.